It's really good to be here this morning. It's really good to sense the presence of God here and uh, the Holy Spirit here. And my, my prayer this morning is the Holy Spirit will, will really help us as we look into God's Word. Now, I just want to say I think uh, what Gus brought us is significant and we are going to have an opportunity to respond to that uh, in a short while. And I want to really encourage you to respond to that in a short while. Joe started this morning talking about new and and renewal and Gus brought us this thought about spiritual renewal and that touches on what I want to share with you this morning which is which is about renewal about about the way renewing the way we think and renewing the way we we behave and I think these things are all connected together God's just drawing us into this thing so the uh, the title of what I want to talk about this morning is thrive and I genuinely believe we want to thrive we don't want to fail most of us really want to thrive and be successful and be able to navigate life even when things are really difficult and the circumstances are difficult we want to be able to thrive in those circumstances so you look at athletes you look at artists, you look at writers, you look at scientists, you look at entrepreneurs, and the difference between the good ones and the great ones is not about gifting. So I've heard uh, numerous top professional footballers who have said at school there were kids that were more talented than me, that were more skillful than me, but they didn't make it but these these guys did so it isn't just about gifting and ability there's something about the fact that to really achieve it's not just uh, about your gifting but it's about how you think it's about have you got the right mindset it's about can you deal with disappointment and failure and not be crushed by it but actually learn from it and uh improve as a result of it it's about people who are able to fix their eyes on the goal or the end or the objective and have the passion and determination to keep pursuing it whatever's happening around them whatever circumstances come and to thrive we need to have uh, a different mindset to the mindset maybe we we, we normally have and I really want us to be people who thrive. I want us to be a congregation that thrives individually and as a church we're thriving and that we're growing in our faith and we're growing numerically because we're able to share our faith and we're seeing fruit coming from it. That's why I would love us to, to thrive. In Romans 12 are these verses that are maybe really familiar to, to some of us. Uh, Romans 12 and it says this, Therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God this is your true and proper worship do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will so Paul is saying here we have to start thinking different as Christians we have to start thinking differently not think how everybody else thinks he says don't conform to the pattern of this world so what is the pattern of this world well I think the pattern of this world looks something like this 
that it's all about me. I'm number one. I'm most important. All the decisions I make are about what suits me best. There's a great advert, I can't remember what it's for, where these guys are dressing up in these really exotic suits. And the, the thing is, I'm the king of my castle. I can do what I want. I can be who I want. I'm the best person to make all the decisions about my life. I don't need other people to help me. I'm in control of my destiny. I'm in control. I'm working towards the outcome that suits me best. I can be whoever I want to be. All these are like really common phrases that, that you hear. And what's your aims? The aim of a lot of people is to remove all pain and discomfort from their life so they're happy. That is like Western culture in a sentence. That's what we're trying to do. Make life as pain-free as possible so we can just enjoy everything. We're interested in wealth and money. That's often the focus of a lot of people's lives. We're interested in relationships. And if relationships don't work at the moment, a lot of people's view would be, well, I'll just dump that one and try another one, see if that's any better. Long-term commitment in marriage and other things is not there. That is the pattern of this world at the moment. That's how, how people think. And Paul says, I don't want you to think like that. I want you to think differently to that. I want your thinking to be renewed, transformed. So what does that look like? Well, one of the things that looks like is in Philippians 2 verse 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain deceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. So instead of it all being about me, Part of Paul's thinking is this is not about me, it's about others. It's about how I live my life and how that impacts others. Can I serve others? Can I understand that God actually knows best for me? That his plans and purposes for my life are better than the ones I could work out for myself? Can we think that actually allowing God to lead us and guide us is actually better than us leading and guiding ourselves? Can we trust God with all the big decisions of our life? Family, relationships, jobs, finance, all those sorts of things. Do we really trust God in that? Or do we go, yeah, I, this is a really big one, God, so I need to make this one. You, you're not capable of affecting this. This is, this is like for me to do. Or do we say, God, this is such a big decision. I so need you to help me make the right decision in this. Trusting God when we can't see how something works out. That's different thinking, because we like to work out, if I do this, it'll lead to that, to that, and that's, I get that result, that's what I want. Can we come to the point where we trust God so much, we, our thinking is that if God is in this, this is the best thing for us, and I'm gonna trust you, God, in this, even though I can't see what it looks like or, or how it works out. Can our thinking be that Jesus is the center of all our thoughts? that our aim in life is that we actually live out God's will for our life, that we're kingdom focused and that we trust God that the other things we need in life, he will, he will build around us. And it sounds great and it's really hard, isn't it? In, in life, it's really hard to make those decisions sometimes when we know we're, we're, we're at a point and we need to make a decision and, and we're often 
we want to we want to make our decision and we don't want to go the way god is leading us i just want to give us some like principles and some practical advice to help us to think differently and uh i'm sharing this this morning because i sense god say if this was the last chance you had to speak to 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 you what would you say now I don't think I'm going to get run over by a bus this afternoon and I think I'm going to be here next Sunday but it was like what would you say in that situation so I just and what what I want to say is I just want to remind you of some disciplines and practices and principles that will help us live out this renewed thinking this this different way of thinking so the first thing I need to crack on because I've only got 11 minutes and six seconds left the first thing uh, I think about a new way of thinking is to have this this um, attitude that we are so grateful for what God has done for us. That we understand that God is good, God is with us, and God is for us. We understand that. That is part of our thinking. It affects all the decisions we make. There's a great song, we actually sang it last week, which says, I, I love you, Lord. Your mercies never fail me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you've been faithful. I'm going to have this at my funeral, by the way. It's sounding a bit morbid this morning, but it, this is such a great song. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you've been so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And you may think, yeah, that's fine. But then the next voice says, I love your voice because you've led me through the fire. You've been with me in the tough times. In the darkest night, you've been with me and you are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God. Do we be really believe that God is good in all these things, in all the circumstances of life? Do we believe that he is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides for us, who will always make sure there is enough for us? Do we really believe that? Or are we blinded to that by the things that go on around us? So I have a problem, and maybe you have this problem as well, but by being blinded by things. So there are many occasions where I go to the pantry and I'm looking for something like the jar of mustard and I cannot see it and I ask Sue where's the mustard and she says in the pantry and it's like but I can't see it what I want her to say is it's on the third shelf up left hand side next to the cereal second jar back that that's what I want her to say so I can find it it's like no I can't find it and then she'll come over and just grab it and there's the mustard because we, sometimes we get blinded by stuff but can we keep that focus and that understanding that God is good and he is with us and he is for us second thing this idea about renewing of our mind that can we come to the point through the Holy Spirit helping us and us trusting God and leaning into God that we make good long-term decisions because we live in an age where the pattern of this world is everything is instant you want something you get it straight away you don't save for things 
you don't work at things you want to be an expert at something without putting any effort that that's like the pattern of the world but can we can we get to this point where we make look good long-term decisions about relationships about finance about the church we attend about the career we pursue about our friendships because all these things are going to have an impact on how we walk and live out our christian life if you look back a year five years, 10 years, you will see that some of the decisions you made 10 years ago, five years ago, a year ago, impact where you stand today. And if some of those decisions have been different, maybe you're in a different place. And maybe you're in a good place at the moment, you think they were great decisions, that's great. Maybe you're in a not such good place where you look back and think some of those decisions have impacted how I've ended up here today. Can we involve God in these big decisions of life? and make the decisions that are in in tune with where he's calling us to be and actually move us in the direction and help us in our faith walk rather than making the decisions which are often the quick ones that give us an immediate satisfaction but actually are not good long-term decisions which tend to take us off course so i just want to really encourage you in the decisions we make and it's every decision we make, but it's crucially in some of these bigger decisions that we really involve God in our decision making and we make good long-term decisions that set us up for the future because the decisions you make in your 20s and how you live in your 20s will affect how you live in your 30s and how you live in your 40s will impact what you're like in your 60s. It has, a, it has an effect. So can we set ourselves up to thrive because we're making good long-term decisions because we're asking God to be part of this decision-making. Let's move on. Third one. When we sense that God is calling us to do something, let's say yes and do it. Easy. Move on, shall I? Let's say yes and do it simple really difficult we've all had those struggles in our mind where we know God is calling us to do this but we'd prefer to do this and we have that tension and we have that struggle I just want to encourage you when you know that God is speaking to you when you sense that still small voice that little prompting in your spirit go with it go with it next thing I can't overestimate how important it is that we try and carve some time out every day to spend some time with God a quiet time prayer reading our Bible if we don't do that it will make life much more difficult for us if we're pursuing our faith walk with God it's so essential to spend some time with with God a lot of people like to do that at the start of the day that's great it like sets you up for the day other people might prefer to do it at the end of the day that's fine I just want to encourage you to do that and don't beat yourself up if you fail one day now if you set out I'm going to do this and then one day you don't don't beat yourself up and give up get back on the horse as it were and do it the next day carry on just I just want to encourage you these principles will really help us 
if we can if we can adopt these spiritual principles or disciplines often we don't like the word discipline it doesn't sound great but when we top sports people discipline themselves and that's how they thrive so we have to have some discipline in our lives if we want to survive and we can't survive from Sunday to Sunday we need to be our relationship with God needs to be daily hourly okay next thing quickly moving on it's really important to read our Bible because that helps us that helps us in how we think it gives us a world view for, to help us think with. Katie uh, explained that really well last week, so I'm not going to say any more about that, but if you haven't watched that, go, go onto YouTube and watch that, because it's really important that we do read our Bible. You, you know, Jesus knew, I'm going to say the scriptures, which Katie says is what old people say. Jesus knew the scriptures, the Old Testament, really well. Whenever he was questioned, when he was being tempted, he used to quote scripture as his response he knew it it was embedded in him it affected his thinking and he was able to speak truth at crucial times and for us if the if the word of god is like embedded in us we are able to speak truth at the crucial and difficult times in our life it's really important knowing the truth for those times so let's let's really read our bible meeting together is the next thing it's really hard to live a christian life on your own in fact i would say it's impossible to live a christian life on your own we need each other we are created as as relational beings we are created to need each other to to be connected to be gathered and we gather on a sunday and there are things that happen on a sunday which don't happen uh, at other times of the week and that's it's absolutely brilliant that we are here on a Sunday we also gather in small groups and I would encourage you to be part of a small group you can have conversations and questions and really help each other on a day-to-day -day basis live life in a small group which you can't do just being here on a Sunday I'd really encourage you to be part of a small group and then also I think there is a, a real space for and I would like us to maybe be a bit more like this where we're really intentional we're just connecting with maybe one or two other people so i often speak to tim jack tim jack is part of our leadership team he lives in australia so we we he, he joins us by zoom generally and i speak to tim because i i know that the experience and what the um ministry that god has put on his life is helpful for me to learn from and to um, help lead this church so Tim has led churches he has led um, the Apostolic Church in Australia he's, he's led the Apostolic Church in the UK I can see in him that there are things that he can help me with and likewise I meet some people on on a monthly basis who I spend time with because I, I really want to invest in them and help them develop and I would I would love it if there was more of that in church that you maybe looked at someone and thought maybe they can help me in my faith journey if I could connect with them a little bit that might help me and likewise I might be able to help someone else as well I think it's really important and I would love us to to look into that a bit more to actually recognize that there are 
mothers and fathers in the faith, people who have walked the journey a bit longer, who are maybe more experienced, who maybe have been through some difficult things that could, could help you, really want to encourage you to do that. Because as you connect with them, as you have conversations with them, that will, that will start to reflect and change the way you think. Your mind will start to be renewed as you spend time together and as the Holy Spirit is part of that conversation. So that's, that's all I wanna, want to say this morning. I just want to encourage you with these principles because if we can adopt some of these principles, if we can allow the Holy Spirit to, to speak through us and we position ourselves by doing these things in a good place, we are in a position to thrive as individuals and thrive as a church. And that is my heart for you and for me and for us as, as a church. And God wants to do that, not by us like trying harder or working harder, but by the Holy Spirit prompting us and leading us and guiding us. And I, I want us to have an opportunity to respond this morning. So Peter, if you'd like to, to come back up on the team. I really sense from the start of the service where Joe shared something about renewal and newness and with what Gus has shared that, that God has got something this morning, there's something for us this morning about renewal, about new thinking. And now is the opportunity where we can actually respond to that. And now is the opportunity where we can ask, we can come and people will, will pray with us. I'd like the prayer guys to come out if you would please now as well. Thriving looks like this. Psalm 1. The person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaves does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. That's what thriving looks like. Thriving looks like Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion which cannot be shaken but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem so the Lord surrounds his people both now and evermore that's what thriving sounds like why do we need our minds renewed because God wants us to be unique and different in this world that we would be salt and light that we are we are different people see there's something different in us because the spirit of God is living in us and the spirit of God is coming out through us So I just want to encourage you to come for prayer this morning. Maybe it's to take a first step of faith. Maybe you've, you're my, you're, the renewal you need is to start this step of faith. And for others, it will be to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to change the way we think and to allow our thinking to be renewed, to help us live out the life that God has called us to do. So I just want to encourage you to respond this morning while there's the opportunity. I'd like some other guys to come out for the prayer team as well, not just good old Pat and Helen. Some other guys would be really good. Let's, Peter, lead us as we uh, have an opportunity to respond.